wake up! Daddy! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Daddy! 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 You guys awake? Are you awake now? And if you are awake, are you living your life to the fullest? This is the Dad Podcast. Where we talk about our Catholic faith becoming fully alive through being a husband. And being a father. Really, through our vocation as a husband and a father. So, if you're a dad, this is your spot. Yeah, it's time. It's time to rise up. Welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Iris from Seattle. And it's Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about anything fatherhood related. Uh, Dads, this is for you. How's that? Getting, For no. fathers, by fathers. That's right. Welcome. With fathers. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. If you're a first-time listener, again. welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. This is a Catholic dad podcast, and uh, Ray and I are going to be talking about some Catholic dad stuff. How you doing, Ray? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, it's still summer. It's still summer, so I'm feeling the heat. Yeah. I don't know about you guys over there in Seattle. Heat wave. Is it heat, heat wave? wave? Yeah, cracked a hundred over here. Nice. I know okay. what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not built for that. I know I'm tro- I'm tropical, but I'm yeah, not built for blood. for heat. Yeah, I was born and raised in the Northwest. <laughs> we got rain in the veins. Well, um, yeah. So it's just Ray and I. Um, if you're tuning in, and you listened last week, you heard from Fatherhood Arise podcast. Uh, contributor Don Estacio. So, um, but Ray and I are holding it down today, and we have a listener question. Nice. We're gonna start with a listener question. We're gonna start with a listener question today, and this uh, was from Brandon, who slid into the DMs over on Instagram. So I'm gonna read this um, question from Brandon, and it's kind of a it's a really good one, a heavy one. I would like to have some insight on the idea of blame and shame. I know that's kind of big and heavy stuff, but it feels like I've lost a lot of friends over the past month and I'm in a bad headspace, instantly jumping to blaming someone or myself for any distance in relationships. Uh, That leads me to feelings of shame for my own insecurities and potential mistakes. I know this is a phase in my life and I'm handling it the best I can, but I'm Sure, on a smaller level, you have to coach your kids through some of the self-blame as they begin to navigate life. So, wow, ideas of blame and shame, and that's a pretty heavy. That is a yeah, I feel heavy like question a, from Brandon. I'm, I'm like, man, can we call a uh, a psychiatrist right now for for this question or what? Some... Absolutely. <laughs> We should be calling for help, but um, <laughs> actually, you know, we have to deal with that idea of blame and shame. And so, Brandon, thanks for sending uh, the DM. I'm going to actually answer this through um, a story uh, that I'm experiencing right now with one of my kids. Mm. And uh, and maybe through this example, you'll see how I do everything wrong. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> so... Uh, one of my kids um, is constantly lying. Ray, I don't know if you've experienced that where your kids lie, but one of my k- kids 
just lies like without a problem. <laughs> and, you know, for kids to lie, um, they don't lie about big things. Mostly they're lying about the little things. But one of the things that this kid's lying about is about brushing his teeth. And mm. so last night I lie about that all the time, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> last night, I'm sure last night we said, hey, did everybody brush their teeth? And everybody said, yeah. And I said, OK, I'm going to go check your toothbrushes. <laughs> and then I just paused by the door and waited for someone to move because I knew that somebody's going to be lying. And sure enough, a kid popped up and says, you don't have to check. And then he started yelling. <laughs> at uh, my wife, and then he stormed out the door. Um, and and then he was super mad, and I was like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> so uh, I talked to him, and I said, why are you mad? Somehow, and he, somehow he, just, he was mad at the fact that you guys were doubting him, or... Yeah, and he said that he had brushed his teeth, but he actually didn't. And mm -hmm. this isn't the first time or okay. the second time that he's done that. And so he, I said, Hey, why are you upset? You are the one who was lying. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be the one that's getting mad. And, um, and he was like, well, it, you guys shouldn't be so mad because I confessed. And <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, but you didn't even have to lie in the first place. And I said, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. Um, if, for your punishment, I'm going to take away your toothbrush. And so you and no longer a, have a punishment. Yeah, because I said, now you no longer ever have to lie about brushing your teeth because okay. now you don't have the opportunity to brush your teeth. You don't have to brush your teeth ever again. And you know what? All your teeth can fall out and uh, and good luck to you. No one will want to <laughs> be your friend. You're going to have dragon breath <laughs> and uh, you can't even brush your teeth if you wanted to. So congratulations. Now you never have to lie again. And then he got super upset. And then he said, you don't even care if I lose all my teeth and I starve. And I was like, hey, don't get this twisted, kid. Uh, the issue is you lying and I don't want you to lie anymore. And if you have to lose all your teeth to learn that, that's how serious lying is. Ray, t counsel me right here. How, how'd I do? Ouch. Well, I can see the, um, the berating that uh, you've been talking about. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. <laughs> But man, right. yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so he said, he he. So he was mad, and he said, "I'm I'm mad that the way that you made me feel, mm. like you always make me feel so guilty, Dad." And I said, "Son, I don't make you feel anything. You feel things, yeah. and the the feelings that you have, that's your conscience." You know, when you feel bad about doing something, you know, that's your conscience telling you that maybe what you did was wrong. And maybe mm. you sh instead of like yelling at your mom and your dad about feeling angry or feeling guilty, maybe you should examine what you did and why you feel that way. And maybe the best thing to do is repent to say, I'm wow. sorry. Maybe you should say instead of saying, Man, I'm so mad at you, Dad. You're so mean. Which I maybe yeah. Maybe maybe you should say, "Man, Dad, I'm so sorry that I lied." <laughs> oh man, did he get mad after you said that? 
Yes, yes. So he was bawling his hands in his fists. And so I said, okay, so I'm going to take away your toothbrush. And then he said, what? And I said, okay, then I'm going to take away your video games. And he said, what? Oh, and I said, man. what would you rather have? Would you rather have no toothbrush or no Nintendo? Well, that's a good question. You, t- you tell he, me. What did he say? He didn't. He didn't <laughs> say. So guess what? I took away both. <laughs> oh, you are mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean. But, but, um... I think what I'm doing is actually creating blame and shame. <laughs> well, my son is already blaming. He's blaming others for the way that he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he has shame for uh, what's going on in on the inside and how he feels. And, you know, one of the challenges that we got to do or what I have to do in my with my kids is I got to teach them what to do with those feelings and learn not to blame others uh, for the way that they feel, but to uh, actually become introspective. Now, that's hard for like an 11 year old or a nine year old. But in small ways, you got to (laughs) like, hey, you know what? You're you got to own your feelings and know that your feelings are indicators for something. Um, cause usually as men, some, I think this is a bad trait of men is that we have feelings and then we just eat them up. We yeah. just like swallow it we and then pretend we don't have feelings and then right. we bottle it up and then we explode. And then yeah. that is not a way that's not a healthy way for men to be shepherds in this society. Um, and then blame others for the way that they feel that's where you get toxic masculinity Mm because you're not owning uh, and are not aware of yourself. Um, So I'm trying, I'm trying in my own uh, (laughs) messed up way to uh, teach my kids a little bit of self-awareness. I I got a question with the, with his siblings. Did they tattle? Did they say anything? Did they like react to what what you said? They did they react to when, when he when he did lie? Because obviously they would know if if he brushed his teeth or not, right? Did they yeah. say anything? Did they call him out? Did they laugh? Oh no, no, no! They didn't. They're they're too worried about themselves. They don't <laughs> want they don't want dad to get on them. So they're like. Oh, someone's about to get it. I'm about to, I better stay clear. They said, I brushed my teeth, dad. I promise (laughs) I did. You can check. You go smell my breath. Oh man. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) that's rough. I remember, you know, what's messed up is, um, I remember when I was, I don't know, um, in college and I had spent the night at my parents' house one night and my dad woke me up, uh, super early, like at 10 AM. Hmm. Like, welcome so yeah, after, after like a long night. And then he said, come, come over here and help me with my, help me with my computer. You know, we're always supposed to help our parents with their computers. <laughs> and so I'm like groggy. I just rolled out of bed, um, not in my best self. And I walk over and then I'm like, and then he like explains like what's going on with his computer. And then he just looks at me and he goes, brush your teeth. <laughs> Your breath stinks. We just woke up. I mean, I know, but he was, but it was Chad. I guess he expected me to be awake and (laughs) um, put together. And I and I've thought about that all the time. And I and you know what? That made me feel bad, Dad. Ouch! That made me feel bad, Dad. (laughs) Why do you always make me feel that way? Yeah, and so so I've thought about that, and I said I don't want to feel that way. I'm gonna brush my teeth. 
And I and I want to make sure that my kids also brush their teeth so that oh, nobody man. insults them like that. You know, with the whole pandemic thing, one plus to this is that we get to wear masks. So I don't I don't <laughs> have to. I don't have. <laughs> That's right. Don't judge me, all right? But yeah, I don't sometimes I don't, all right? Okay, fine. No, yeah, you really should. Yeah. You really your should. dental health is your <laughs> dental wealth, boy. No, you really should. And I do. I'm just kidding. I, that's all jokes. I'm just kidding. That Okay, so that actually reminds me of what happened today with my kid. Uh, so in my family, I have five kids. And um, I call the three older boys, the guys. And then there's Lily. And then there's baby Zach. So the three guys always are, are always hanging out together. Right. And uh, the youngest of the guys is his name is Benjamin and Benjamin one day. And actually, I, I listen to this podcast while we're eating lunch or dinner or something. So th- they'll probably hear it. They're like, oh, Dada gave me a shout out. Um, Benjamin got <laughs> mad. <laughs> so mad. Uh, I think they were playing video games or something. So mad that he just didn't know what to do because uh, I think he got caught. um lying or cheating by his brothers this is why i asked because the brothers they call themselves out they Uh they would tattle on each other and they would be like why do you do that and then they start they just gang up on on one and it's usually benjamin that gets ganged up on because he's the smallest he's the youngest out of the three so very biblical (laughs) yeah so anyway yeah he's the youngest and anyway he's just like i don't know what to do and he's just like he just blew up and he's just started just kicking whatever that was in front of him. And one thing that was in front of him was his, one of his brother's face. So, oh, no. So, yeah. And so um, there's some tears, some crying. And then I, I got involved. Pulled him away and I kind of just talked to him. I stepped into my office and sat him down. And he knew that he was in trouble, but still he just could not communicate. He was still angry. And... I just felt like, you, you know, as, as a father, you can kind of, you can tell if and when you should just retreat back and just n- don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I don't know that. I don't uh, know that know, feeling, okay. actually. The, so I saw it. I'm like, all right, if, if I say more, he, he might just blow up again. So I just shut my mouth. I actually played Gregorian chant on, uh, um, on my uh, Alexa. So I was playing Gregorian chant there and Benjamin just, just couldn't hold it. And then you just see the tears coming. He's trying to hold it. And I'm like, hey, come here, buddy. Uh, I want to give you a hug. I gave him a hug. And then that's when all the tears came. And that's when all the, the crying and the sobbing, right? And I, I just told him, hey, you, you have these feelings. You, you, you're angry. And that's okay. Anger is, is something normal. It's what you do with it afterwards, right? It's what you do with it afterwards. And I made a comparison with the, the Incredible Hulk one of my faves, and um, and you know, I just kind of uh, had a conversation with him about that, and yet, and yet, he still had a consequence to do, even though I had that uh, compassion or that mercy. He still needed to to taste a little bit of the of the uh, the the judgment, the justice, uh, the justice part of it, right? So I, I made him hold his little. Uh, uh, he hasn't been holding this. It used to be one of his favorite toys to, to play with. But uh, he had a Hulk doll. And he was carrying it like a baby. I told him the whole day you have to carry the Hulk and, and, and carry him like a baby. 
and and actually uh, during dinner time he was holding the Hulk as a baby and he said, "Dada, is this am I okay to like let go of him now? Is it is it over now?" And I kind of just <laughs> laughed and said, all right, it's, "It's all good." But yeah, going back to that question, it's so there's a lot of that shame, there's a lot of that that blame, but you know it's it's what you do with it, right? It's what you do with with uh, all those maybe that shame that you would feel. Cause yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's 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 normal. You're gonna feel that way here and there, right? But it's what you. Yeah, do. I think that's a great story, and and I love the analogy of like he's carrying the Hulk, the Hulk who has this like uncontrollable anger mm-hmm. issue, right? And um, kind of the great insight of the Hulk is the Hulk is self-aware, right? That's why he can uh, transform to Banner, but sometimes it. it from Banner into Hulk, but sometimes it's like get just overwhelms him. And I think that's the experience of a lot of us Mm -hmm. all the time is that, you know, we have our, we have our feelings, but, but, um, and they can overwhelm us and make us act in certain ways, maybe, um, to fall into our own insecurities or maybe to blame others or maybe to get angry and act out or maybe to cry. Um, but one of the kind of key ideas here is, um, that we got to actually become more self-aware as men. Self-awareness, yeah. I think that's, that's kind of the value that we are, we need to have in ourselves. And, you know, to do that takes prayer. It takes, uh, you know, some self-reflection. It takes um, some maturity. And then it takes... um, people that you trust in your life being able to speak the truth to you about Mm -hmm. yourself. Right. Um, and if we have that ourselves, you and I, Ray, we're, we're dads, you know, we need to become more self-aware of our own kind of biases or insecurities or our own issues. And then also, um, help our kids become self-aware, um, so that when they recognize it, like, Hey, this is not always a smooth road or an easy road, but, um, when when they kind of recognize like oh here's this thing and it's happening um i can kind of get a handle on it um because we know it's not going to be perfect all the time right yeah so brandon um good luck with that thanks for the uh, question but wow yeah that's so that's so hard man but um keep striving <laughs> keep striving for your own self-awareness and building that in others. And then don't be so hard on yourself. You know, Um, there is grace and mercy in the arms of the Lord. So another part of that question, actually, that that Brandon had, and I was just thinking about this while while we're talking here about losing your friends. And I know he mentioned that. Um, I think that's, that's one of the, the, the key thing here in the fatherhood arise uh, movement that we're, we're um, initiating here is that we, we want to be available, um, I'll be the first to raise my hand in that, uh, you know, with raising a young family, we get busy. There's a lot of things happening, juggling a couple of things here and there. And those people that that we grew up with, we kind of lose touch. And I think, you know, it, it, that's normal. That's okay. But I've, um, I think maybe three, three or so years ago, I, I made it a point me and my wife made it a point to, to, um, be more available to our friends, you know, to, uh, at least try our best to be more available to them. Because again, it's just easier to not do. It's easier to just be like, "Mm, uh, I'm all right. You know, especially 
I'll just talk about myself here. I'm an introvert, and I'm okay. But there, there are uh, there are good friends out there that you know. I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, um, I'm in their lives and 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 that uh, they're in mine. So yeah, you have to you have to be uh, deliberate in in that, and and make sure that you you make yourself available as well. But you know that that comes with prayer and that comes with planning out um, what you, you what you want to do, what you want to open up and. Uh, make yourself available for your friends as well. But yeah, I think that's important for us to to make sure we have uh, a family around us and uh, a fam- family and friends around us that we can really count on, like, as you mentioned, Iris. Yeah. yeah. What strikes me about that, Ray, is what you're really talking about is being vulnerable, yeah. which again, uh, for men, that's, that's a tough thing yeah. to do, to be vulnerable, to kind of show any kind of weakness uh, because we always have to show strength. We always have to show that we have things under control uh, when that might not necessarily be the case. And, you know, vulnerability is strength too, you know, authenticity and to put yourself out there. I maybe for another podcast episode, we'll talk about that because actually like a person um, who I was an estranged friend, Mm. uh, a friend who has been estranged for over a decade Mm. from me, like reached out during the pandemic Mm. and made himself really vulnerable and apologized. And, um, you guys start a podcast together. Is that, yeah. Yeah. And so then we, (laughs) then we started a podcast. That's not, he's not talking about me, right? You're not talking about me. uh, Yeah. And it was shocking. I was like, I I was stunned. I was stunned by that, like show of vulnerability. And, uh, I admired that courage. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do with all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid with that vulnerability. I want to insert this in, uh, with the fatherhood arise, visit our website. I think it starts with that whole being honest with yourself and also the brothers around you about your prayer life. Cause like you said, as, as men, we kind of have this in our, in our culture as men, I, I'm fine. I'm good. You know? Uh, so with the fatherhood arise movement, we, we want to call you out and say, Hey, rise up. You can do more. You can do better. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one thing as well. So check out our website, fatherhoodarise.com. Awesome. So Ray. Yeah. I wanted to talk. Gonna... Uh, this is the topic that I, I want to ask you a lot of people out there, a lot of families don't know what to do in this upcoming school year. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's an option of going in person. Right. Uh, and some schools, some you're talking about school. This is schools. Some schools have have that availability or, or option for uh, parents, for families to to uh, send over their, their kids like regular, like usual in school. Some don't. And they just have distant learning. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's another option of homeschooling. Like true homeschooling. Like true homeschooling as in you, you know, you discern and find your own uh, program that you, you want to follow and, and go for it. And so my family, we had to really discern and talk about because we love our school. We love our parish. We love that community. But for the sake of our family, for the sake of uh, um, really, it also involves uh, our grand, the grandparents, our, the Lolo and Lola, our grandparents. To make sure that they are part of the kids' lives for, you know, the year or maybe more. 
God willing, less than a year, right? Uh, hopefully we'll have a, a vaccine soon, but we don't know that, right? So mm-hmm. that was part of our decision in, in making uh, making sure that, that our kids and still will get to see their grandparents. So that left us with that uh, great option of homeschooling. And I've always had this in my heart. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but I've always had it in my heart uh, to homeschool, but I never got a chance to because it's just busyness. And again, we love our school. So here's my question to you, Iris. You've been doing this for a while now, right? Um, In in, in a school setting. How how do you prepare yourself for the year? Um, You know aside uh all all the uh the lessons plan aside i'm talking about your heart your 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 brain your your whole self in in preparing yourself to start teaching and also yeah. i know that this is key this is a two-part question here so that's a big one the first day i don't know if i'm putting too much pressure on that first day but i hear that that's important to to really establish <laughs> to really establish uh um I guess a vision uh, and a mission for your class. Um, is that true? Is that just rumor buzzing that I'm hearing? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything's important, but you can't do it all in a day. So Ray, congratulations. Welcome to the world of teaching. Here we go. Um, I admire you and your wife um, making a decision that will allow you guys to homeschool your kids. I know not every family that listens to this has that opportunity, but you guys do. So awesome for you guys. Um And yeah, we're all in various stages, depending on where you're listening in the country or around the world. Maybe you're already in school or your Mm -hmm. kids are already in school, or maybe you're uh, gearing up for the school year. And lots of people are wondering like, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And yeah, like the sense of it's not going to be a normal year anyway, Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing will be normal. Um, so what do you do? How do you prepare? And what do you do for that first day? Well, I guess um, for me, I'm, well, uh, for listeners who don't know, I'm a teacher also. I teach theology in high school. And one of the things is, uh, though I've been on summer break, I've been working all summer. Mm. So I've been working um, at least once a week to prepare my classes. I've met with our building. I was on a committee that met throughout the summer. Um to prepare for school. And, um, I've always in my teaching career thought that August is like a Sunday. Mm. You know, if the week, if the weekend is a summer, June is Friday, (laughs) Friday night. And July is the great Saturday, the great long Saturday. And then Sunday is August. And I don't know your experience. I don't know what your experience of Sunday is. Um, but for me, it's like stressful. (laughs) Like I want to, I want to do church in the morning and then, um, but then at night in the evening time, I got to like prep for school, Mm. then uh, prep for a Monday. And that's hard to do. Um, and I've been working, uh, on preparing my classes and, um, yeah, so I've been thinking about it a lot. And though I guess for all the listeners out there who are like thinking about sending their kids to school and maybe there's some anxiety there or what, what you're going to oh, do, yeah. here's what I would say. Um, trust your teacher. Trust your teacher. 
Uh, I know so many great teachers in the profession, and they are trustworthy folks. They care about your kids, and they are working really hard to do the great thing. So for me, when uh, when I'm quote-unquote drop off my kids to school, they're going to go 100% virtual for the beginning of the year. We don't know when when that's going to end. You know what? I'm going to trust the teacher. I'm going to trust that they have a plan and uh, that plan is a good one. And I'm going to let the professionals work. And so Mm -hmm. my kids got their laptops and they're going to log in and I'm just going to let the teacher teach and I'm going to be pretty hands off. Also, I'm not going to be home. (laughs) So, (laughs) Ray, here's what I'm going to tell you. Trust the teacher, bro. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's you. Do I trust myself? Yeah. So do you trust yourself? And that's why you're asking this uh, follow-up question, yeah. which is, what do I do about that first day? The first day? I don't know. Should I, wear, should I wear a suit? A power tie? What? Oh, you should do all of that. I mean, <laughs> all of the ritual. You know, I've been seeing people on Instagram putting up uh, their first day of school virtual, converting rooms in their home. They even moved beds out of bedrooms to yeah. make the whole room like a school room. I saw people like make the signs and put up the posters and make it even look like a classroom. Man, that's awesome. I think one of the joys of homeschool, though, is that um, it's not a traditional school. So you get you get to learn all day. From morning till night. And yeah, there are learning targets, but also you get to kind of decide like, oh, you're really into science. Let's just do that. Let's do a deep dive and do all the research into like how to make a rocket. Let's build a rocket. Let's go to Houston and like go check out NASA and like, let's do that. Let's go to Mars. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. Well, you can't because you can't go anywhere, but (laughs) virtually you can. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to, and and that's that's one of the things that I'm um, I'm thankful for. Uh, there's there's a lot of craziness that with this whole pandemic, of course, right? And we continue to pray for a healing, and for the vaccine. Uh, but I, we also want to look with eyes wide open for the blessings that God continues to shower down upon us. And that's one of the blessings is that homeschooling. And because the usual back in the day, back in the norm, um, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't even remember when that was, um, I would drop off my kids at eight o'clock and I would come back at like six, 6 PM for in time for dinner. And then they're, they're about to get ready to, uh, clean up, and then head to bed again because their bedtime's at eight o'clock. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm getting them all groggy in the morning, trying to talk to them, and then at nighttime I'm trying to put them to sleep. And so now, yeah. by the grace of God, I have some time with them, and I'm excited for that. I want to get to know them. I want to get uh, I know a little bit of them, but I want to get to really know them. Like as you said, who's into science? Who's into music? Who who's uh, who's uh, has a talent for this and that? And I'd I'd love to get to know them. In that way. So I'm excited for that. that I think, you know, that's a beautiful sentiment. And I think every person who's working from home and also is going to have children that are learning from home are going to experience that dynamic that, um, instead of looking at, looking at this as a burden, which sure it could be, it's also a great opportunity 
um, that we're not going to, you know, you're not going to get that very often in your life. So this is a temporary situation. Um, but like try to enjoy it, try to enjoy the ability to be together in the same room, to watch them learn and grow. There's a joy as a teacher to see someone get it. Mm. Like you're teaching something and then it clicks doesn't happen right away usually. Um, but when it does, it's like, wow, look at that brain. Look at that there. Look at it's working. Yeah. Um, and then you can be amazed and, sh- uh, and spend that time. Um, you talked about the first day. Yeah. Um, I just think just as a general thing, and maybe this is just in life, but, um, communication is key. Like whatever I think begin with, you got to be a good communicator. So, Ray, I want you to think of your favorite movie, your favorite movie, mm. or Say a, right now, or, or a good you're, movie. You're no, no, so, no. Is this and, a magic trick? Yeah, and no, and um. then so what you're gonna do is you're gonna try and communicate to me, okay, okay. Uh, in like a sentence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the plot of the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna guess what it is in a sentence. Yeah, can you like? Clearly communicate. And now all the listeners out there, think of your favorite movie and think of how can I explain the plot in one sentence? Mm. Try and try and do that. Okay. Ready? Yeah. This simple guy from Philly gets a chance to show off his boxing skills and wins a championship. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Oh, man. You're right. You got it. How did you, how did you get that? You said simple guy. Yeah. Rocky. There it is. Okay. Rocky. Yeah. So, so you were able to distill like a complex idea into something really simple and concise, right? It's kind of like uh, two archaeologists go to an island and discover dinosaurs are back. And hilarity ensues. Mm, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like here's okay. this kind of complex movie and you're going to want to like communicate that uh, complex idea in a real simple and direct term. And when you, when you boil it down to that, then you're going to know like, okay, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, th- so think about this school year and the goals that you have yeah. for the year, the things that you want most, this, this, this complex, okay. uh-huh. uh, rich tapestry that you want to weave together with your children and your family to make them grow holistically as people, academically, spiritually, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, and you're going to want to pull that all together in, one like, one sentence. Like, what's your dream for the year? And you're going to want to kind of communicate that. And then, when you figure that out, when you figure that out, mm. then you're going to want to have them repeat it back to you. You're going to want to tell them that, hey, this year, I like that. Okay. This, is, this is what we're going to do. And you're going to give them that sentence and you want them to give it back to you Mm. so that they know too, like, oh, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. Together, we are, we are going to weave this tapestry 
and it's going to be a beautiful thing. And like then it. the next day, mm-hmm. ask them, what are we doing today? That's when poop hits the fan, right? That's when poop <laughs> hits the fan. You say, hey, don't get lost. <laughs> don't get, don't, don't make this about losing all your teeth. <laughs> Focus on the issue. Focus on the thing that we're trying to do. This is what we're going to do this year. And we're going to keep returning to it over and over okay. and over again. That's the goal, right? Like, And I if you do it, that yeah. at the start, if you do that at the beginning of the year, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, and then you let them know like, hey, we're in this together. We're going to build this thing together. And then you honor that. You say like, oh, we're actually going to we're really going to actually do this together. I'm not going to be teaching you. We're going to be a learning community. We're going to be a family. Then you're going to really build something special that they're going to remember more than cursive or the latest Singapore math, right? You're going to learn how to learn. And have fun. fun And have fun doing it. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so for all our listeners out there, let us know. Let us know what you and your um, wife have uh, decided, you and your family, what you have decided uh, to do with the school year, this upcoming school year. I don't think this is going to be our last one um, talking about this, Iris. What do you think? I don't think so. Yeah, there's going to be a few things. But, but yeah, I mean, this that's like a deeply personal choice. Like your choice to homeschool yep. is motivated in part because you want to keep your grand the grandparents of your children yep. in their life. That's and so you want to close that circle mm-hmm. to make sure that they're safe. Once a kid goes into a school environment, yeah. you don't know what kind of germs they're going to come home with right. and then you'd have to like isolate from your family especially the elderly but a, yeah absolutely but not every family can do that not everyone yeah so every every family has to make this kind of deeply personal choice and all of us are living in a time of risk mm-hmm. right but part of that risk is being confident uh, to know that god is with us not that God will shield us from the virus mm-hmm. or if we don't wash our hands or if we refuse to wear a mask or we just are hanging out willy nilly that uh, everything's just going to be okay because we hope so. But um, if we're all being responsible and take, making those deeply personal choices, yeah then, you know, we're going to have to do some things and, and there's nothing that's, there's nothing that's going to be free of risk, but, um, each one of us has to take courage in that. And I would, I just really want to, um, encourage families like, um, no guilt there. Yeah. No shame there. No shame or blame there. Right. That, Everybody has to do what they have to do. And, you know, ideally maybe we'd be doing something differently. But don't have shame or blame there. Uh, recognize what's going on inside and what you have to do and why. And, um, and then do your very best to, with what you got, because that's the best we can do. Yeah. In, in simpler words, shake what your mama gave you. 
Who's that? <laughs> um, no, okay, maybe not. Mm, no. Close. Was that? Um, is that the movie Honey? That is. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's correct. That's right. Yes, I love the movie <laughs> Honey. <laughs> but yes, no, everyone's gonna be different, and I think that's the beauty of this this school year is that everyone has a, a different call, and and that's why we've been uh, really highlighting that and, and encouraging everyone to build that prayer life because that's important in all of this when you make that decision make sure you're involving god in this in this all so with that said iris can i ask you to pray over us and, I, and i'm asking you because one you're the the uh teacher expert here but two i feel like you're um you have a calm in you right now. I, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm scared. This is the first sure. time I'm going to be doing this. And I'm sure a lot of other uh, parents out there that, that are listening have that same anxiety, that same feel. Um, yes, you're right. God has a plan, and we trust in that. And so we, yeah, we hold his hand in this, and we ask for prayers. So if you may, can you lead us into prayer here? Absolutely. You know, one of the key ideas around prayer is vulnerability. Mm. It's uh, being vulnerable to God, that we uh, open, break open our hearts to God and we say, Jesus, I trust in you and allow God to come into the deepest parts of where we are and our fears and our hopes and our dreams and our worries and allow the Holy Spirit to uh, just fill us and be with us, accompany us on this journey. And so in that spirit, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you for everybody here uh, who's listening, and every family who's making difficult choices. We're all in this together, and we know that you are with us. Lord, uh, some people have started the school year already and others are just about to. So we pray for every family involved with schooling. We pray that uh, if there's any family that's feeling anxious or worried, that you stand next to them and put your hand on their shoulder and let them know that you are going to journey with them. Give them confidence to uh walk into this difficult time with faith. And we pray for blessings on all the children. There's going to be a year unlike any other. And we pray that uh, they rise up to meet the occasion. Uh, And they do that with our help. Help us to always cling to you, to trust in you, and to have confidence in you. Be with us and bless us. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name through the intercession of Mary and Joseph. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for that, Iris. And again, yeah, that, that sense of calm, uh, I think that's uh, that's key to this. Jesus is with us. He'll calm yeah, the storm. Amen. 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 So with that, how we want to invite you again, if you have not done so yet, Click on that subscribe button, subscribe to this podcast, spread the word about this podcast as well to all your father friends, all those uh, who, who, uh, who might learn something or, uh, you know, or, or just be entertained by our, our uh, many impressions. Maybe we, we have to go back to those impressions. 
I have a, a couple uh, of yeah, years. Yeah, I think so. Oh, good. <laughs> but uh, follow us on Fatherhood Arise on Instagram and, of course, also on Facebook and I believe Twitter as well. And Twitter. Yeah. So Brian's all the really, social. Yeah, all the social. Brian's really uh, doing a great job with that stuff. You know, Ray, Ray, honestly, I hate I hate the word social and I love it. <laughs> It's like totally caught on inside me. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's the sosh. It's important. So hit up, hit us up on the sosh and uh, continue to be fed by all the good things that are going on at Fatherhood Arise. How, how about a um, call to rise, uh, Iris? Anything going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, uh, uh, just uh, keep it posted. Check out my Instagram, called to rise, and uh, check out my website, called to rise org hopefully we'll be having a couple events here in the future nice so with that said thanks for joining us uh, again hit that subscribe button and leave us a nice comment thanks for joining us god bless peace <laughs>